Hi. And welcome back to The Collective, your spiritual sounding board for all things law of attraction, self-development and manifestation this time around. Yeah, and uh, Shakara. Both of us are here today. Yes. <laughs> Why does it feel so, like it's been so long and it's actually been, what, two weeks? I oh, know, it's only been two weeks. And as Jess said in our last episode, we were both on holiday at exactly the same location, which just seems wild really but um how was it did you have a great time i had a great time thank you did you yeah yeah it was lovely i think you chose the best few days to go because we had the rain oh (laughs) you had the lovely um yeah it's been an interesting couple of weeks we have had quite a lot go on yes oh my god yes quite a lot yeah but we thought for today's episode we would sort of strip it back to basics Probably because that's what we've had to do mm-hmm. over the past couple of couple of weeks. Um, we've had to use some of our early tools for you know that we found early on in our law of attraction journey. So we hope that you have enjoyed our two solo episodes. And um, well, not too much because now we're back we're together. Back. <laughs> and we're not is... planning on going anywhere anyway. So. <laughs> exactly, and we prefer it that way. Um, we both said to each other, although we did enjoy doing a solo episode, we yeah. did not prefer it. Didn't feel the same. No, it, it wasn't the, the same. same. Um, so, yeah, we have had so much feedback on the podcast so far. The episodes have been really well received, and we are, as you can imagine, just absolutely beside ourselves with emotion about it. It's just really like such a scary thing to be talking into a microphone and talking about things that you know in our heads sound perfectly feasible but this is this is our way of life this is our lifestyle but we totally understand that to other people who don't necessarily have the same faith as us they don't believe that it can sound a bit weird so put in Something that we're so passionate about out there to the world to be judged is a little bit scary. Yeah, it is. And it's so <laughs> funny because when we're doing it, when we're you know when we're recording just like we are now, it's me and I'm sitting in a room like we do umpteenth times a month, and we just have a chat and we talk about these things anyway. It's when then we get the feedback or we're yeah. talking about it to yeah. someone else that yeah. it always gets a bit like, oh my god, I can't believe we're actually doing this, and people are actually listening. <laughs> yeah. They are. You well, thank you. Hit, hit, oh, no. Case in point, you're listening right now. It's like we we wanted it, we manifested it, we have been putting it out there, but it's actually coming into fruition yeah. and it's actually happening. I don't actually think I've taken a time to actually sit and think about it that. Just you? Yeah, it's just yeah, hit me. <laughs> just right here now while we're recording this episode. I oh, know it's crazy. Also, USA listeners, we see you. Yeah. Um, sorry, mind yeah. blown. I can't Hi, believe. Where are you from? Yeah. Please like come and speak to us. Yeah, let us know on the app. The dark collective spelt double double one instead of the L. Let me let me know where you're from. How you found us? Yeah, we would love to know. Bizarre, nuts. Uh, it, it is it is mind blowing that that is how the internet works. But or the universe really. It depends. The universe, yeah. Don't look at it. But um, yeah, we we just super super grateful. I know we keep talking about it, but there is a, a reason for being grateful for it. Which uh, ironically, we will talk a bit a little bit yeah. more about today in the episode, but. We are super, super grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen to us and we really hope that you're enjoying it. Now, we'd love to be a little bit cheeky and ask if you are enjoying it, please, 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 if you wouldn't mind taking the time to leave us a review on the platform that you choose to listen to us on, whether that's Spotify or Apple, we would be 
even more grateful than we already are. <laughs> it really helps the podcast out and it, it just means that other people get to listen and the, the message gets to be spread around people who effectively might need it. So, and boost our ego a little bit. I'll be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of that as well. Um, we, my love language is words of affirmation. So, <laughs> with that said, we're, we're not going to do like a whole, you know, pitchy sales thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you do take five minutes out of your day to leave us a review, we see it, we yeah. love it, we hear it. We, we just and alternatively to that, if you've got some feedback for us as well, please let us know. We're, we're not, we're not, you know, so arrogant as to think that we've got this nailed yet. We, we're only a few episodes in and. As I said before, I'm sure we'll listen back to some of these episodes, you know, in a year's time and think, Christ, why did we say that? But, you know, we're in a situation where we're learning, we're doing it anyway, it's scary, and yet we're jumping in with both feet. So feedback is a gift, Mm -hmm. as they say. Please let us know if there's anything that you want to hear more of or if there's something that you want to hear less of. Maybe, I don't know, we ramble too much or something, I don't know. Um, But yeah, let us know and we will do our best to incorporate that into the podcast because ultimately our listeners are our bread and butter really yeah. that's what's what we're doing it for well, so, yeah absolutely yeah. it's um, so true and that that's why we decided to on today's subject because it is something that is such a hot topic in law of attraction i think it's probably why most people find the law of attraction yeah. would you agree with that yeah i would I think it. I think it's the. I think it's the main thing that draws people in, and then the other self development and self growth things is like that added bonus that keeps it going. Yeah. But we are, of course, here to talk about manifestation. I feel like it needs like a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A jingle of some description. We have a, a a guy called Jack who edits our podcast for us. So um, shout out to you, Jack. Yeah. Thank you for all of your hard work. Um, maybe he could put something jazzy in. I don't know. We'll say. Manifestation, not <laughs> um, like the, the rainbow shing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, though, then please use your imagination. <laughs> um, so, um, without further ado, I think that is a good yeah, point let's get into it. to jump into today's episode. What do yeah. you think? Let's go. Okay, cool. So, let's talk about manifestation and what that actually means. So, manifestation is the process of bringing your thoughts and your desires into everyday life into reality into the physical being whatever you want to call it and that can be an object it can be a physical thing that you can have and hold in your hand whether it be a dog a car a house whatever or it could be a feeling it could be a lifestyle whatever it is if it's in your brain it's about bringing that into the present day and into reality and there are so many ways that you can do that there are some like sort of airy fairy ways which I absolutely love all sort of like clapping around in a field and there are also some ways to describe it on sort of a more scientific level yeah there are and the word manifest in itself is just a an adjective i think i think that's the right way of describing it you know it doesn't have to be directly linked to the law of attraction it's just a way of describing something coming to you so you may need to alter that slightly you know and there needs to be some context in regards to the law of attraction so as Jess just said there are a few ways of of doing that of of looking into like that definition and and seeing which one resonates with you the most so I have known people in my life and I'm sure Jess has as well 
And I mean, maybe even some of our listeners are a little bit unsure about it, and that, that's totally okay. By the way, we, we don't we don't all need to think the same thing. Life would be boring if we did. We're not here to get you to agree with us or come round to our way of thinking. We're just trying to offer you a different, like a couple of different ways of practicing your manifestations, and then you can pick which one resonates the most with you. So there is the science way. You know, if you're not a particularly woo-woo person if you're thinking I don't really know how much of that I believe yet ever you know you you pick it needs to work for you and if you need some science because I'm quite a rational person I am I'm also very woo-woo like Jess but I have that I need that context to to explain why something is the way it is. I don't know why I'm like that, but I just am. Mm. Um, so I do find the science ele- element of it quite interesting. So, I mean, forgive me, if there's anybody listening who is like, you know, a philosopher or anything, <laughs> please forgive me if I've got any of this wrong. But as I understand it, the basic science of the law of attraction, so like the, the scientific law of attraction, is all to do with atoms and the frequency at which they vibrate so if you imagine an atom so everything is atoms isn't it everything is made of atoms so i think it's really quite wild that even us as humans we're we're made of atoms but we're solid you know you can't you can't put your hand through us we're not a ghost but we're still made of atoms and the way i understood it from the research i've done is that these atoms are all vibrating at a frequency that, that then makes them become magnetic and other atoms that are vibrating at the same frequency then come and stick to them, basically. It's, it's a bit of a 10-year-old's way of explaining it, I would imagine, but um, that was the way that resonated with me most. And it started to... Well, when, I, when I listened more recently to a, a podcast that explained that everything is atoms and, like I've just said, nothing is solid, it's literally just atoms all stuck together, that the sort of it, it clicked for me like the, the penny dropped because I thought well that makes a lot of sense these atoms are all vibrating at the the correct frequency for their job mm. so if you try and put that coming back to the woo-woo side a little bit but if you try and put that into the theory of manifestation and and how to actually bring something that you want you know one of your goals one of your desires whatever it is and by the way we're not here to judge. If you want to manifest a Louis Vuitton handbag into your life, that's fine. Or a date. Or, or a date. A yeah. man, a woman, yeah, a partner, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. If you want to, if you want to, you can manifest literally anything into your life. And, and we'll get into this in a minute because, you know, sometimes your behaviour and your thoughts will also manifest not necessarily bad things, but things that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't necessarily want mm-hmm. because you're vibrating at that frequency at that time. So, bit of a side note but if you want to manifest something into your into your life then have a think about it if if you're if you need the rationale like me and you want the scientific explanation then try and think about it as atoms in your brain in your being your energy what frequency are your atoms vibrating at and what do you need to do to get those atoms to stick to other atoms Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are then going to bring that goal or that desire into your life basically which is really interesting when you if you've been in the law of attraction world for a while i will constantly hear podcasts or tiktoks or anything sort of out there where people say what's the the frequencies or the vibe 
and that's that easy isn't it it's it's beyond that yeah. vibe of what yeah. you want to attract yeah. and you know it obviously it's a very dumbed down version yeah but that yeah. makes total sense it does like the saying your vibe attracts your tribe it's is so true and i know that's like in a very literal sense that's used in the sense of you know the people around you and what have you but it is true if you were to immerse yourself into a friendship group where everybody there is a millionaire the chances are over time you would start to act think speak do things like a millionaire would which nine times out of ten yeah we would argue is going to make you a millionaire yeah. as well in turn you know so we just wanted to break it down nice and easily and give you some cold hard tangible steps that we have used to yeah. manifest things into our life yeah from doing some research from being on this journey for a few years i think we've sort of i mean it's, it's stuff that's already been out there but just to give you that cold hard highliner of what to do if you want to manifest something into your life yeah so here's step one the I would say there's three big steps which we will break it down into we almost need like sub steps don't yeah. we <laughs> yeah but the the overall the main sort of headline facts that you need to manifest something into your life are as simple as ask believe and receive so ask what you want ask for what you want believe that the universe is going to bring that to you and then be open to receive it. Yeah. It sounds so simple. How could it go wrong? I know. I know. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it right now. Don't even need to listen to yeah. the rest of the episode. Okay, yeah. So we know you're going to have a lot of questions. You're going to be thinking, well, how do you just make yourself believe something? What if you don't really know what you want? And how is something just going to magically appear into my life? Now, we went to an event more recently, didn't we, that um, was, was sort of in the law of attraction world it was it was about this stuff and there was a speaker there and she was saying that she um she'd read the secret but she felt like it was bullshit <laughs> and she said that um i mean that's open to interpretation i quite liked it personally the the whole notion of act believe receive um ask believe receive sorry she felt that there needed to be an additional step in there and it needed to be ask believe act then receive mm -hmm. and as jess said earlier the word action is in the phrase the law of attraction so we are not you know casting spells and things are just we're not in harry potter you know <laughs> things are not just coming to us because we've waved a magic wand or whatever this that's not what this is there has to be an element of action taken from you to put the put the the steps in place and physically make space in your life for this to come through mm -hmm. and I understand that at the start, this is quite difficult and this takes practice, you know, we, we haven't, we didn't just do this one day and it worked first time, then that was that, you know, it, it took practice and it, it can sometimes take a few bumps in the road and, you know, sometimes those bumps are necessary and they show you what you do want and more importantly, what you don't want sometimes and that can really help to make your manifestations overall more powerful and you can become far more clear with, with what you want, which to be honest, is probably the first sub-step, isn't it? Mm. So Jess can talk a little bit more about this. There are a few tools that you can do, such as scripting, etc., to, to really get to grips with what you want. But 
the first sub step is you need to get really, really clear with what it is that you want. Because if you don't know what you want, how the fuck is the universe going to yeah. deliver it to you? Yeah. So you need to be super, super clear with your your non-negotiables. Mm. Maybe some things that you're more happy to compromise on, but really whittle it down into something that's super clear in your mind so that you can start to actually visualise it. And very unapologetic too. Like, think of this as no, there are no limitations on you. What do you actually want? What do you feel? What really dig down? And rather than, I would really love a brand new Porsche, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh, but, but there's no way I can afford that. So maybe I won't set my thoughts that high. Maybe I'll go for like a bit of a lesser car instead or those sorts of things. That, that doesn't exist. This is, this is, you're here to create the life of your dreams. Yeah. And we are talking about dreams here. So be unapologetically you. Put what you want down. Put that money, think that money's no object because it isn't, because this is the universe that we're living in. It's abundant. So be really, really clear about what you want to manifest, what you want to bring into your life. And there are a few things you can do from that. Sometimes just letting yourself sit with it for a little bit. Um, Abraham Hicks talks a lot about you, sub you sometimes need to know what you don't want in life yeah. to know then what you do want. I think we can all be in situations where. We've kind of thought it's what we've wanted. We've sort of gone with the flow. And when we've got there, we've been like, actually, no. Now I know I want X, Y, and Z instead. So maybe putting yourself in a position where you're sort of testing the waters first to be able to get clear. There are some really, really great meditations out there mm -hmm. that can really, really help if meditation's your bag. Journaling, popping a title on the top of a page saying, what is it I want in my life right now? And letting your pen free flow and seeing what comes out. You may surprise yourself. Who knows? Really funny, as I've just said that, I've just looked at mine and Amy's recorder and it was on 444, <laughs> which we need to have a Google off in a minute. <laughs> so being really, really clear and very unapologetic in what you're asking for is the first step to manifesting the thing that you want. And the universe doesn't care, by no. the way. It's not going to... Although we do believe in the phrase, things happen for you, if you want that Louis Vuitton handbag or you want that Porsche, it's not going to have the same limiting beliefs that perhaps you have. It's not going to say, no, and you can't have that Porsche because of reasons X, Y, and Z. It won't, like, if, if, if I've worked hard enough on the manifestation, then it, it's coming because my atoms are vibrating at that frequency. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not there to decipher whether or not your manifestation is worthy of you. You know, it's, that, that isn't that isn't how it is. That's that that's where your self awareness comes in, and you have to really work and do, and do do the self development and the the groundwork and build the foundation that that is needed to to clear some of those blockages and those limiting beliefs sometimes. And and that, as just just said sometimes means you're sitting with it mm. you can't it, this might not be an overnight thing for some of you it might but for some of you it might not and I mean for me and Jessie certainly wasn't so mm. we we get it we understand and it is going to take practice so don't be too hard on yourself yeah. but yes that's the first sub step get really clear with what you want yeah and that's okay to, you were, that's okay to change like things happen in life where you can really be gung-ho you think this is the thing that you want and then a life situation happens and it can't but as long as you're being authentically you in what you are asking for, 
then that is okay. That is the main thing. The next step is then asking. It's asking the universe. You can literally treat the universe like Alexa. And you can literally say, I'm not going to say it because I'm in a room with about four Alexas, but ask for it, say, universe, this is what I want into my life. It's okay to give a time scale. It's okay to be very brazen and very brash. You can do it. You can write it down and put a date on it. I have actually, very, I've only just thought of this, but I've got a little sealed money box, you know, those ones that you break. Yeah. And I had a period of time while I was posting the things that I wanted to manifest into there with a date on it. Oh my God, that's I cool. need to have a look. It's about two yeah. years old. I'll have to crack that open and yeah. see, if it's, see what has come true that or what is the pipeline of coming true. That could be next week's episode. Good right, <laughs> all the things that came true. So the second step is then asking in whichever way you see fit. And then after that, so once you've got really clear with it and you've asked, you physically asked for that, that item, that desire, that goal to be delivered into your life, you then need to let it go. <laughs> you and need believe to, it's coming. Yeah. And, th and this is where the work will probably start, you know, that I was just talking about the self-development, etc. Because the belief, you know, that is probably the hardest part, let's be honest. So the first thing we would recommend that you do in order to change your beliefs around it is to be super grateful for what you already have whilst working on what you want. And the, the reason we say that is because we've already spoke about atoms and vibrations. So in order to bring something in your life that you want, you have to be on a vibration of grateful for what you've already already got, for what is already in your life. You can't manifest something in your life if you're on a downer because you are on the vibration of lack. That unfortunately means you are going to be manifesting more lack into your life. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. So, I mean, who here can resonate with a day where your alarm didn't go off, you're 20 minutes late for work, you've hit every red light on the way to said work? Spilled you've, your coffee. Spilled <laughs> your coffee, yeah, you've ripped your tights, you've got to work, and your boss has called you in for a meeting and told you that, I don't know, payroll of messed up and you owe them some money or something you know and then it's just been a downhill spiral now similarly to what jess was talking about in last week's episode with the the rock you know once that's been tipped over the the edge of the the hill as it were and it's starting to gain momentum as she quite rightly said you need to be able to catch that rock mm -hmm. and don't let it spiral out of control don't succumb to feelings of oh why is it always me woe me why can't I stop this from happening I'm so sad that this is happening to me and you know we, we have already learned that that is not going to get you anywhere your vibration is not going to be raised it's not going to bring itself up to the level that it needs to be if that is your your thought process and, and the things that are coming that come into you with, with momentum you know you need to be able to stop that from happening and Gratitude can be a very helpful way of doing that. So if you get to those traffic lights and you've ripped your tarts and you've spilt your coffee down yourself, you could think to yourself, okay, today is not going as planned. However, it's right at the beginning of the day today. <laughs> I can make a different choice. I wonder if the next few sets of traffic lights will be green for me. Mm -hmm. They might not be green for you, but it doesn't matter because you're letting it go. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not letting that rock gain more and more momentum 
and spiraling down a rabbit hole that you then can't get out of by lunchtime that day. So, which is where actually using the lucky girl syndrome comes in yeah. amazingly handy and using tools like affirmations around your goals, around what you want to manifest into your life. The, the best analogy I was ever given for the believe step was in between the windows at McDonald's. So you don't order, I was going to say six, six nuggets, but let's face it, it's going to be 20 nuggets. <laughs> you don't order 20 nuggets and between that window of paying and the window to receive your food, you don't spend the time thinking, oh my God, is my, what if there's only 19 nuggets? What if there's 18? What if I don't get this? What if I don't get that? You just know that you're going to get your 20 nuggets and you're going to have a great time yeah. and you do. Yeah. And that is what it is. It's about having that, trust in the universe first and foremost and it's about having the belief in yourself belief in the practices that you've already put in place or that you are going to put in place that you are worthy of this item that it is coming because you have asked the universe for it and the universe delivers to you so it's about having that little bit of belief there so another thing that you can do to practice gratitude is you could incorporate it into your morning routine um now a morning routine is probably a whole other subtopic that we could talk about in a different episode, but it is something that I have done for quite a long time. Um, I mean, my life's changed a bit since having a baby, and I'm fine with that, by the way. I am in a different season of my life, but prior to having my little boy, I actively had a, a morning routine that I'd really nailed down and it really worked for me, and I really, really felt balanced and together most days I had so many more good days than I had bad days for, for all attributed to that morning routine and making a gratitude list mm. was a big part of that morning routine now there is a book that you can read if you want if you want to delve into this a little bit deeper because gratitude to be honest really is the seed that will just the the, the growth is exponential you know like it's a, such a good starting point. Even if you don't really believe in the law of attraction or you're not looking to manifest anything, just being grateful for what you already have can just change your mood. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. It's shifting the focus, isn't it? Of course it is. It, does, it doesn't even have to be this woo-woo or this in-depth, you know? So I would recommend incorporating making a gratitude list into your day at some point. It doesn't have to be in the morning if that doesn't work for you, but I, I feel like you could make a start by reading a book called The Magic. Now, it's a one of the sequels. She's written a few, but one of the sequels to The Secret. Um, and it is a 28-day practice, isn't it? Yeah. That is, it's, it's called a magic practice because it is life-changing. Now, you start off on day one by writing down 10 things that you're grateful for. And then each day you read the next chapter in the book and you do all of the things that you did on the previous days plus a new uh, task or a, a new um, project or something. that's all about gratitude. It's yeah. all about gratitude, yes. Yeah. So each day you're writing 10, they call them blessings in the book. So you're writing down 10 blessings. By day 28, you are grateful for your teeth, you're grateful for your eyelashes, yeah. you're grateful for, like you are... A kettle, like yeah. anything you can think of. <laughs> this spice from my curry tonight. Yeah, you literally cannot... You know, you you are all blessinged out, you know, but but that is the point of it. It's trying to make you see that the abundance is already there and it's all around you. So it's getting you on that frequency of abundance, which yeah. is then going to manifest the thing you want closer to you because you're getting on that frequency. Yeah. So that's 
The next step, being grateful for what you have whilst working on what you want. So you've been clear with what you want. You've asked the universe for it. You have believed that it is coming to you. You know it's coming. You just have that feeling. And the next thing you need to do is actually make space for it in your life. Is What is the point in saying, I cannot wait for my husband and I am manifesting my husband into my life and when he's going to rock up to your front door, he's going to have nowhere to put his clothes, he's going to have nowhere to sleep, he's not going to have a toothbrush, I'm, a, I'm talking a bit dramatic, but where is the thing that you're manifesting? Where is it physically going to show? Where is it going to show up? I always believe that the universe sort of fills a space, fills a vacuum. If, yeah, it is a vacuum. It is a vacuum. So if if the, the if there's no room for your new object, what what is the point? You you believe it's coming. You believe the new sofa that you're manifesting is coming, but you've got no space for it in your living room. So where are you going to put it when it gets here? Yeah. Because we do know sometimes it can be as literally as the day after. If yeah. you're you know in alignment, if you're a being a super attractor. Things can happen pretty wildly, pretty quickly. So are you making sure that the space is there for whatever you're desiring? Yeah. You could take that one step further if you wanted to. So if, you, if you're trying to manifest something physical into your home, you could look into the art of Feng Shui, which talks about the corners of your your actual property, your actual building. And, and it will... I mean, it, this, this episode is not about Feng Shui, so I'm not going to go into it too deeply, but you could branch out into other topics and other aspects that can help you to physically make space in your life so for example me and Jess have been talking about the wealth corner mm. of our homes under the um, prospect of feng shui haven't we yeah and we are literally sat right by Jess's yep. wealth corner and in her corner she's got some plants she's got we've got some coins in there yeah, so i've got a little jar with some coins and some crystals i read that wood is really good for mm. The wealth corner, so I have added like a little wooden ornament. I'll post I'll post a picture on our socials so that you can see it. Um, and some and new life, so plants, but more specifically a jade plant because apparently that is amazing I've heard that. The, for the wealth corner. Yeah, yeah. And a little my favourite art print, which just says every little thing is gonna be alright. <laughs> yeah, it's just beautiful, isn't it? It's yeah. So cute. And it looks lovely. Like you don't have to. I've no, I've known people sort of you know laminate fifty pound notes and stuff yeah. and put them in the wealth corner. I mean, listen. £50 note to me, I wouldn't spend it. So um, I don't know if I'm ready to be putting that in my wealth corner. Um, I'm not that rich. But at the, t at the time, I'm sure for that person, that felt right. So as we've said before, do what works for you. You might think, no, Feng Shui is not for me. It's a step too far. So the other things you can do, as Jess has said, is physically make space in your life. So if you've already written down a list of your non-negotiables, you know what you are not willing to compromise on. So... For example, if you if you know that you want to become a parent and you know that at some point on the horizon that baby is coming into your life, why not start to think about nursery ideas? Why not even buy a couple of baby clothes? Yeah. You know, you could token item. Yeah, and some somewhere put them somewhere where you can see them every day. So that you are reminded of your goal, your vibration is brought back up to the frequency of that goal every single day and know that it is coming. Now, you do need to be patient with this. There is a there is an element of letting the, the universe have enough energetic time and space to deliver this to you. And I know we said earlier that the universe doesn't care about what you're asking for. It doesn't, but we do also believe that what's not meant for you won't won't arrive you know everything that that's 
come, it will not pass you if it's meant for you. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be an element of, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? About having patience with your manifestation because impatience, as just just described, is coming from a place of lack. Mm -hmm. It's it's wondering and worrying why the things that you're asking for and doing all this work for haven't arrived yet. And sometimes it can be that very impatience that can stop it from coming, like you can be physically blocking it. Mm -hmm. So it is worth noting that once you've done a lot of these steps, you do need to caveat it with patience and trust, have the faith that it's coming at the right time for you. Yeah. The next step to manifesting is then to act and act from alignment. So there are, that is two very different things. There is, you can act from a place of alignment or you can act from a place of fear. So are you wanting to manifest a new job into your life, for example? Acting not from alignment would be sending out 70 CVs to jobs that you don't want to do. That isn't necessarily going to be great for you. But acting from a place of alignment, acting from a place that's clear to your goals might be making sure that your CV is ready so that when the opportunity does come up that's right for you, you are ready to go. It is setting job alerts out because you already know now what you want so you can be very clear on a job job engine search of the things that you want. That is aligned action. That are taking those small steps to bring you closer to your goal but from an aligned state, not from fear, from lack, from desperation. Yeah, and I mean... Jess and I have talked about this more recently, but sometimes if you're feeling a bit cloudy about things or you just, you cannot get out of a bad mood or a space where nothing seems to be going right for you, sometimes you just need to stop. Mm. And before you do anything else that day, and I mean anything else, you need to get into alignment first. Yeah. Your vibration is automatically going to be lifted. Mm. Now, I mean, even me today, like I didn't have a very good day yesterday and I was chatting to Jess about it. But this morning I woke up because last night I spent the evening making sure that I did not end my day the way I started it. Mm. I wasn't in a very good mood when I opened my eyes, but I felt like by the, the middle of the day, I'd had enough of feeling sorry for myself and I didn't want to start today off or, you know, taking it one step back, end that day on that vibration either. It just, it wasn't healthy or helpful for anyone involved. Mm -hmm. So this morning when I woke up, I felt so much more fresh and so much more in alignment with the things that I want to do with my life. And the way that you can do that is really, really very simple. So I had a bit of time this morning with my son before I dropped him to my mother-in-law's um, and I just sat and read his favourite books with him over and over again. It's the same three books, but he loves them. He gets a lot of joy out of them, which then in turn... I get a lot of joy out of them, even though they are about noisy dinosaurs. Um, I do actually find dinosaurs really interesting. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a side note. But once I'd, you know, done all of his logistics this morning, giving him his breakfast, got him dressed for the day and dropped him to my mother-in-law's, when I got in the car, I took a deep breath. I put my favourite songs on and I blasted them all the way on the drive to Jesse's house, which is where we are right now. And I just felt instantly better and... All the, all the things that we were going to do today to be in alignment with what we want to do, i.e. this podcast is a huge goal of both of, of us. So in order to vibrate at that frequency, I knew I needed to make that space in my life and put myself into that into that energy, that mode. I needed to wear that different hat. Mm. Make a choice. Yeah, make I made a choice, choice. And I, 
I'm so glad that I did because I arrived and we both just got to it and the work has just effortlessly flowed because I got myself into alignment first. Yeah. And that was your act. That's what you need to do. Sometimes it doesn't have to be this big, crazy thing to do next. It just needs to be getting yourself in alignment, getting yourself okay and ready to receive. Yeah, absolutely. Which then does take us to the last one, which the next thing to do is just receive. Receive. Manifestations can literally just pop up on your doorstep. So I had an example the other day where I was talking to my other half. We were going to his parents for dinner and I just said to him, I'd love a printer, you know. I'd really, really love a printer. And the moment I walked into their door 20 minutes after the journey... His mother, my mother-in-law just so happened to be like, oh, there's a printer here if you want it. So manifestations can show up when you're super in alignment and super, you know, have no resistance. You don't have the lack. They can show up like that, but it's not always as obvious in your face. Sometimes it's really subtle and it's a nudge in the right direction that is going to take you to the next thing, to take you to the next thing, which is then going to take you to your manifestation and deliver that manifestation to you. Mm-hmm. So it, it sometimes it might look like, a phone call out the blue from a friend, which then so happens means that you're going to go to a place to meet somebody else to then have a conversation. It's all these tiny little sort of things that can happen, but they're so fun. Yeah. And they're so, they're not always easy to see in the moment that it's leading you to that bigger thing. It's only in hindsight. It sort yeah. of hits you in the face. Yeah. But they're, they're little shifts that, you know, they are... The word shift for me tells me that I need to change tact a little bit and sometimes you need a series of little shifts to nudge you back on the right path or along a different path maybe maybe something that you weren't expecting to happen um but a series of those you know there is a saying isn't there god I'm probably going to get this wrong now but it's something along the lines of it's like consistency is key isn't it yeah if you do lots of little things consistently you're far more likely to reach your goal than you are if you were to like go cold turkey with something, for example. So I think when you start to notice those shifts, that can really be a powerful tool to let you know that one, you're on, on the right path, you're in the you're heading in the right direction. Two, if you're not on the right path and you're not heading in the right direction. Three, how you feel about those shifts is telling you everything you need to know. Do you feel aligned? Do you feel like this is what's meant for you, what's promised for you? Are you feeling like what you were originally trying to manifest is still what you want to manifest, you know? And in a lot of cases, the answer to that question will be yes. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then you know you're on the right path and that you should continue to do that. So So those are the steps. Those are the steps. It's to be clear what you want, to ask the universe for it, to believe that it is coming to you, make space for it in your life, to act within alignment, and then to sit back and watch it unfold and receive it. Yeah. Now, there are... Of course, caveats to these things. There could be some sort of deep-rooted... For example, let's talk about wealth. If you're wanting to manifest wealth or abundance into your life, you could have some money blocks that have been with you since you were a child that may take a little bit of time for you to work through. So these steps are sort of rinse and repeat. You might be really clear on what you want. You might ask the universe for it, and then you might get to the belief step and sort of have a bit of a wobble and have a bit of a, oh, I can't quite believe it's there. I can't quite believe it yet. I don't quite believe I'm worthy. I don't quite believe I'm X, Y, Z about it. So have some time, be grateful and be so thankful to the universe that it has shown you something for you to work on. It's shown you a block. It's shown you something that you can then 
choose differently and work on and then go back and be clear again because by doing that work it might actually mean that you have changed your goal slightly you've changed your manifestation slightly and try the process again you might get to the make space part and think something's not quite right so it is all a process it is all a step by step but you it's never too late to start again you can always be go back to step one back, back to step two but as long as you're doing them and you're really believing and trusting in the universe your manifestations are going to come up in absolutely no time so we thought it might be quite fun to talk about some things that we've manifested into our life mm. um you know just to just to prove that it does work yeah <laughs> and i'm sure if if you are still feeling a little bit skeptical you know you might think well oh those things could have come to you anyway and that's cool if, if that's what you want to believe look as i say we don't need everyone to agree with us or think the same as us you do what's right for you but we strongly believe that we have actually and actively mm. manifested these things into our lives, don't yeah. we? And yeah. it's just made us ever more grateful for, for them. So, yeah. you know, we're happy with it. So, yeah, yeah. We wanted to share it with you. Yeah. So the, the main thing that I, I think the biggest thing that I've manifested into my life is the home that we are currently sitting in. So being a homeowner was uh, on my to-do list, on, on the things that I wanted to do with my other half for quite a few years. And there was a really long time that that felt very out of reach, especially being self-employed during the pandemic and having money blocks that I think quite a lot of us do have, but having quite a lot of money blocks from when I was younger. There was a lot of stuff that even before getting to the point of manifesting a house that I sort of had to work on. And I had a therapist and all this sort of stuff, which I think is a story that would be really, really good to deep dive into another time. But just whilst we're going, because I think this is actually going to be our longest podcast yet. Probably. So I really appreciate if you still listen Hope to us. Still yeah. <laughs> so the first thing I did was I was clear on everything that I wanted. Now, that was a process. So I think we saw about 15 or 16 houses we drove to about 12 areas before I knew what I wanted. And I think that's so important. The fact that I was like, these aren't the houses for me, but I just didn't know what I wanted. And going through and seeing that, it was like we said earlier, sometimes you need to know what you don't want to know what you do want. So I sat there one day and I wrote a list. And I was very unapologetic. And I wrote down that I wanted a utility. I wrote that I wanted a living room and a dining room. And I wrote that I wanted all these things. I wanted to drive. I wanted a, a garden. I wanted a big front garden. And I was really unapologetic at my goals. And my other half, bless him, I love him all the world, looked at my list and thought, how the hell are we going to get this in our budget? <laughs> Which I understood because the houses we were looking at in our budget didn't have space or didn't have enough room for a living room and a dining room but that's what I wanted and that's what I knew the universe would deliver to me and I was very unapologetic and I said I'm so, like I'm sorry that that's your view but this is mine and I know I'm gonna get it so I was very clear I asked the universe for it and I believed it was gonna come and I was walking up the path to the house that we were currently in and I just knew straight away that it was the house of my dreams. I just had the feeling. I forgot about my list. I wrote my list sort of two months before. Completely forgot about all the things that I'd asked. And I just knew just from feeling as soon as I was walking up the front path that this was the right house for me. And it was only a few weeks later that we were coming from for a second viewing to take 
some um, measurements of the house to make sure that we could fit everything we wanted in it that I found my list again and it had absolutely everything on the list that I wanted apart from one thing which was a drive and I was in the car on the way here pulled out my list to Tim and said oh my god the only thing that isn't here is is the driveway and as we pulled up the estate agent said to me I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you last time that next door is empty um, and it's been empty for five years there's a dispute going on so you can use their drive as much as possible and it was literally like something had hit me in the face even though it wasn't what I expected of a manifestation it, it still happened and yeah. it's so interesting how the universe delivers these things to you in sometimes a way that you can't even imagine so I at that point there was about seven offers onto the house we were first-time buyers we weren't cash buyers. There was another two people who were cash buyers. There was somebody who wanted to buy it for a development. And the odds weren't looking great, to be honest. But I knew that this was my house. I believed that this was the right one. And I just knew that there was something that I could do. And I let myself meditate on, on it for a while. And I had this really clear... I don't want to say voice in my head because that makes you sound like you're going a bit crazy. <laughs> but my intuition was screaming to me to write a letter to the previous owners. So I did. I didn't plan it at all. It all came from my heart and I wrote them a letter. And lo and behold, a few days later, I had a call from the estate agent to say the house was ours. And it was because of the letter <laughs> that we ended up writing. So we, we weren't the highest offer on the house by far, but it... It was us because I asked for what I wanted. I believed it was mine and I took the action to make sure it was here. So that was my biggest and best, best manifestation, which sort of catapulted another manifestation to do with the house. Because this house, even though I love it and it was obviously meant for me, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It needed a lot of work doing to it, more work than we were prepared for, as in the boiler was the same age as me. And I now know more than I care to admit about woodworm and joists rotting, ETC. But I, I, I trusted the universe. I knew that the universe wasn't going to give me a house that I couldn't afford or I couldn't handle. And I knew, I, and I, when I say I know, I just knew, I just had this deep feeling in me that everything was going to be okay, that things were going to be fine, and it was all going to work out somehow in the face of adversity and scary things and every single room in the house having to be plastered and new floors. I just, I just knew it was the right one. So I had the faith, I had the belief, I let it go to the universe, and I asked for, for a bit of help, and that help came in the form of I relative of Tim's that I sort of really didn't know he had who heard that we had just bought a home and wanted to gift us a very large sum of money to help in the renovations of the house which Mad. saying it now like two, two years down the line is so crazy but Amy was with me when I got that phone call from we were Tim. our friends Hendu weren't we? we? Yeah we were our best friends Hendu and Tim called me and he said, I just need you to sit down. And I thought, oh my God, like, <laughs> what is he going to tell me here? And he said, you know, my uncle wants to give us this sum of money. And I just, it, I wasn't, I wasn't sh shocked. I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This yeah. is what the universe has yeah. done for me. And like, yeah. just instant tears, instant, 
I, I, I say it's a relief, but it wasn't. It wasn't a relief. It was. It was such confirmation yeah. for me that this shit is real and this works, and that I. I was honestly really proud of myself in that moment for mm. doing the work, for for like do, for getting over my money blocks that wasn't easy, for realizing that I am worthy of this life and I'm worthy of this home and I'm worthy of the life that I know I was creating. It was such confirmation for me and such an amazing time in my life. It's so nice to reflect back on it. Yeah, it was a nice day, wasn't it? It was when a you really got that lovely call. day. And we, would, we drove home from Blackpool, didn't we? And yeah. the amount of angel numbers. I oh, know, and songs and that we songs, really resonate with. Yeah, we had a little cry in the car, Yeah, we? we did. Yeah. I mean, we were a little bit hungover as yeah. well. So that's probably, <laughs> the, you know, that probably didn't help matters. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great day. It was. I know we're, we're sitting in here now. We're literally yeah. sitting in my home. Renovated. Which, renovated. It's such my safe and happy space because that's that was one of the things that I was clear on as well. It wasn't just the bricks and water. It was how it was going to make me feel. It was home to me. It was safety. It was a place for me to be creative. It was a space for me to expand. And I really took the time before the manifestation started to get clear on what it looks like and what it feels like. How do I want this to look? How do I want this to be? And the universe took me in such an unexpected journey along the way. I mean, that that manifestation sort of took, I mean, 18 months for me to actually be in it and live in it. So it was a lesson in patience and all those other things too. But it was just amazing from start to finish. And those steps helped me manifest it. So something that I feel that I manifested into my life was my little French bulldog, Amber. So <laughs> I've got... <laughs> she's a baby. Um, I've got two French bulldogs. I've got an older one called Archie and I've got a little girl called Amber. And they are both rescues. They both didn't have brilliant starts in life. And Archie... We had to do a lot of work with him when we first got him, basically. And he, you know, he still has his little quirks now that... Like, I have a bond with that dog. I don't, I don't know if people believe in this, but, like, I feel like he's a bit of a spirit animal to me. Like, I have a bond with him that I'm not sure that I will have, again, with another animal for a while. He he is such a mommy's boy. And although we don't speak the same language, we're not the same species, I know what he's going to do five minutes before he does it. <laughs> and... Let me tell you, his behaviour is so funny. Yeah. It's untrue. He's so funny. Like, you could make a dozen memes a day out of his actions. You know, I, I really should make him a TikTok or something. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, it's probably an income stream for me or something. But um, anyway, Archie is Archie. <laughs> and he can be quite territorial over his food and his toys. Well, well he was, sorry. Um, and we had to do a lot of work around that. And I, I knew from his history of living with another dog that it wouldn't necessarily be the best thing for him to bring another dog into our home. Now, we had, like, family members and stuff who have dogs, and, and he would get used to those ones, and they would be in the house with, with those dogs, and everything would be fine, you know, maybe the odd little spat here and there, but, but nothing bad, you know, the animals, they talk to each other, and often he would overcome a lot of his fears. And this is where the story becomes interesting because I thought 
I told myself, it was a story that I told myself that we would only ever be able to have one dog while Archie was alive because it, it wasn't fair on him to bring another dog into that situation. You know, he needed to be an only dog. And something told me one day, I can't, I can't explain it to you, but something told me that another dog would actually really help him with his behaviour and his ideas of how he had to be territorial over things. And my sister is a vet nurse and I got a call from her one day saying, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but we've got a French bulldog puppy here who needs a home. Uh, she's six weeks old and she is being signed over by the previous owners because they can't afford the vet bills. And, you know, I'm not here to judge. They did the right thing. And the the staff at the vets were ringing around people that they knew to see if they could find this little French bulldog puppy at home. She wasn't very well. She had an eye that they were going to have to operate, basically, and remove that eye. And her other eye was severely ulcerated. So they really didn't think she was going to have much sight at all, if at all. You know, it, it may be a case where she would end up completely blind. So they were mindful that she would probably need to live in a house with another dog you know, to show her the ropes, she, she'd need to have that comfort there. So my sister called me and I, some sweating started to happen. I was panicking, thinking if I don't say, there was no one else who could have this dog, by the way, I was the only option for various different reasons. And I thought, well, if I don't have her, what's going to happen? She's going to be put to sleep. She's a defenseless little puppy. I, you know, I'm, I'm a dog person. What am I going to do? Putting a lot of pressure on myself. But I was still telling myself that story, but Archie can't live with another dog. This isn't right for him. And I never once considered the fact that I'd already thought about the idea of manifesting another dog into my life, but I'd let fear get in the way, which is something that we talked about earlier on in the episode. And I told myself, no, this can't happen. You're not at the right time in your life. This isn't fair on Archie. So you've just got to you've just got to stop, you can't manifest that, don't put that on your vision board, don't put it on your goal list, because it's not going to happen, so here was the universe, it's probably a bit of divine intervention, to be honest, because I had, you know, planted the seed, and actually, it came to fruition without me having to do that much work, so as we said earlier, some of them can just hit you in the face sometimes, so this little dog, she needed some surgery, and I had agreed to pay for the surgery and have her signed over to me. Um, and because the surgery was quite urgent, she she went ahead, went ahead and had the surgery done before I'd even met her. So we were, you know, feeling all kinds of things at home, as you can imagine. I'm really nervous about getting a dog and all this sort of stuff. And I thought, well, I probably need to go shopping and get some bits for the dog. You know, she's, she's a puppy. She's going to need training. She's going to need somewhere safe to sleep. She's going to need a, a leader harness, all this sort of stuff. So I was, I was kind of doing a bit of online shopping and what have you. Anyway, sadly, sorry to like, take a bit of a morbid turn, but um, she, she didn't actually make it through the, the surgery, God rest her soul. So we, we never actually got to meet that puppy, despite me, you know, agreeing to have her. And I do believe, still believe she was my dog, even if it was for a handful of hours and I didn't meet her. I know that sounds wild to some people, but it's just how I sort of square it away in my mind. Um, and that was a bit of a blow, as you can imagine. And I think it was a really big lesson for me because it taught me what I did want because I obviously felt a certain way about that puppy not making the surgery and her not being in my life when I was starting to make space for her in the home and 
I was starting to think how, you know, look into training with Archie and, you know, how we were going to introduce her and how we were going to make this a relatively war-free zone. Um, and I really wasn't expecting that to be the outcome. And yet it was regardless. So from that point on, I thought to myself, this is a really poignant lesson here. I really need to learn this. Clearly, the universe is trying to deliver me a second dog because this is right for my first dog, Archie. And for us as a family, it's obviously the right thing to do. So I trusted that the right dog was going to come along at the right time. And I did not put a time frame on it. But I'd already started to make space in our home, our lives for the right dog. And I'm I'm quite fortunate that my boyfriend, Ollie, also believes in this stuff. So he was quite on board with my woo-woo ways and, you know, looking at dog leads and harnesses for a dog that we didn't have yet. Um, but it also meant that we could start to, to train Archie around the presence of another dog in the home. And it gave us that energetic time and physical time and space to be able to do that, to make sure he was prepared for that. Lo and behold, when the time was right, I received another call from my sister offering me another dog who ended up being Amber. So that was she's probably... the perfect fit, isn't she? Oh my gosh, she's honestly... I obviously don't know how things would have gone with the, with the puppy. I, I don't know. I, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So we, we, could, we could talk about that all day. But I can't even explain to you how perfect Amber and Archie are together mm -hmm. as, a, as a brother and sister French Bulldog duo. Um, it was World War Three for a good two, three weeks. I'm going to be honest with you, but she got to a point where she was sick of his shit and put him in his place. And she is half his age, half his size, half his weight. And she is the boss, let me tell you. He needed a strong, independent female to put him on his peg. He needed putting in his place. So I do believe that I manifested her into my life because during that, that space and, of, of time between the puppy passing away and Amber coming into our lives... I energetically made some shifts with regards to Archie's training. Even when we were, you know, walking him in the park and stuff, when he was around other dogs, we were actively exerting bits of our training that we'd, we'd Googled. We'd, we'd just changed our demeanour, our commands, our energy around the, around the topic, particularly me. My boyfriend was a lot more chilled about it than me, but I was always, always very worried that another dog would come up to him and he'd be vital to them or whatever. Um, so particularly me, I had to make a, a big shift in, in that department and there, there she was, she arrived and it was, it was a, it was through me doing all of those things. And, you know, I'd be, I think I've mentioned before that my, my business is in hair extension. So I'd, I'd be sat with my clients and I'd be talking about, you know, I'd tell them the story about the puppy and although it was a sad story, it's taught me X, Y, and Z, but physically speaking into existence that I knew the right dog was going to come to us at the right time. It's a very powerful tool for me because it, it slowly but surely raised my vibration to, to that level. And I have often said since Amber's come into our life, she's been with us for a couple of years now. I have said that I don't really ever want to only have one dog again. I, I will be honest, I probably made those statements before I had a baby <laughs> because having a baby and two dogs can be a bit chaotic sometimes. But it's a it's the right level of chaos. You know, it's the right type of hard. Fun chaos. It's fun <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Um, and it's things that I can laugh about at the end of the day uh, rather than tear my hair out, even if I was tearing my hair out at the time, that, you know, one chewed up that sock and one 
weed on the floor or whatever, you know, it just, one of those, one of those things. So yeah, I feel that she was a physical manifestation into my life and I'm just really thankful and grateful that she was it. Yeah. Basically. At the perfect time. Yeah. This episode is going to be quite long. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have so many more examples that we could have I mean, spoken about. Yeah. To be fair, we wrote a whole list of things down. It was so nice to go back through some old vision boards yeah, and think yeah. of cool to talk about at one time. Yeah, it would. And see the things that we've actually manifested. Because some of them are really small as well. Like, yeah. I, I wanted longer lashes that I now have and more <laughs> yeah. birds in my gut. Like, when we say you can manifest anything, we mean yeah. anything. And it's been so lovely to sort of reflect that back and figure out the things that we've done to get us to this point. So please let us know if anything we have said, if you've implemented anything and it's worked for you, we would love, love, love to hear about it. Please just let us know. And let us know if any of the steps really resonate with you or if you have any questions at all, we will be so happy to talk them through at any time. We look like, as you now know, as you know us, we love this shit. We cannot get enough mm-hmm. of it. We want to talk about it all the time. So yeah. never feel like you're bugging us. Always come and speak to us and say hello. And on that note, yeah, I suppose that's going to go ahead and round up today's episode. Yeah. Have um, the best day. Thank yeah. you for listening. It's been lovely to have you here. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you do have the time to leave us a review, we would be eternally grateful and all the followers that we've already got and the, the the ratings that we've had and the feedback that we've had, we, we just were so, so beyond grateful because we know that it will manifest itself into further opportunities for us with this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, I mean spreading the word to others and, and helping as many people as possible because that was the intention that we set mm-hmm. when we, we began this sort of podcast journey. So thank you to you all and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.